Hi, I'm Elle. I'm the DM for the game, Dungeon Master if you're not familiar. I'm just going to give you a quick introduction on the characters and some of what we're trying to do here. This game is a long one in the making. All of the players, except for Clara, have been in a three to four year long running campaign where we played characters of all sorts of races, classes, types, who went on epic adventures and were really fantastic characters. We grew to love them, we grew to hate some of them, but ultimately it came time to end that game. And what we wanted to do here was to reignite some of what we had during that game with a whole fresh new outlook on the world. The characters that you'll hear mentioned really often are Ethereal, Reyna, Aaron, Pyrrha, Lathander, and you might even hear some other names tossed about that you'll hear the players joke about. I'll try to give excerpts on who these people are and why they matter, but if I don't, don't worry, probably means it's not a big deal. So to start, each of the characters is a legacy character. That means that they're a child or a relative or some sort of connected to one of the previous legacy characters that we played for those three to four years. So here's where I'm going to give you a quick excerpt on those people. Gage Whitestar is the son of Lathander Whitestar, who was in the original campaign known as the Wishforge for over four years. He was an integral part of the campaign. He played a Kitsune, uh, which for those of you that don't know is a fox-spirited demon. Known for his warhammers and valiant personality, he became to be one of the most lovable characters in the entire Wishforge. Gage is his son, whom was raised by himself and Bon, along with influences from a character named Veronica that I played in one of the other campaigns. Oren is a really exciting character. He is the son of Aaron, Galanodal, and Dorian, who are both previous characters. Aaron was played by Sarissa for over three years, and she was the team's resident druid. She also became a queen and a god at the end of the campaign. She became the god of life and nature and balance, along with being the queen of Elengrad, which is the kingdom for the elves, known as the Eternal Elves, which are super fancy elves, which we'll do an excerpt on later. Yuel is actually a really cool character. So his legacy ancestor, I guess, would be Ethereal, who was a famous god famous for not wanting to be a god. He was an amazing character. He was an angel who came from Celestia and his whole goal in life was to get rid of the old gods. He was worried that those gods were coming in and influencing the mortals too much and not being fair. So he took it upon himself to rid the world of old gods. He was successful in stopping the old gods. But unfortunately, after a long fight with a titan of tremendous and terrifying power, he fell. He and his lover Mythos combined to create Yuel, a character born of just pure light and love, who is known for being the middle ground between the good sides and the bad sides. Clara is actually a new player, so she has never been immersed in the world of the Wish Forge, except for, of course, hearing us talk about it. So she's kind of a fresh face to all of this. Clara is the daughter of Ariella, who became the goddess of Yuletide in winter, 
Now, it'll get a little confusing because there's a couple gods who are in charge of winter, but Ariella is the warmth of winter, so all those warm feelings you get from staying inside, that's what Ariella is in charge of. Clara is her daughter, known as the Sugar Plum Princess, and she's playing a love cleric, whose whole goal in this sort of story is to see Orin and his fiancé, Krakiri, reunited and married. There were a couple prequels to this game, so if you hear references to stuff, it's probably from that. Um, the prequels consisted of three different one-shots. The first was a trial of strength, where each of the characters proved themselves and gained specific magic items that you probably hear them talk about. The second one-shot was a callback to our time in Barovia, so you'll actually hear a lot of references to Count Strahd, Rahadin, Esmeralda. They were all really infamous characters in our long-term campaigns, so uh, if you hear the characters talking about Barovia-type things, that's what they're talking about. The third one-shot actually centered on Clara to give her a little bit of grounding in the world, um, where she met her soulmate, Atlas, who is currently facing a rather frozen fate. I think that's all the intro you need for the first episode. That's all you need. So, I'm Elle. I'll be your DM. The cast, as you'll hear in just a minute, are Sarissa playing Orin, the main protagonist of the story, who is out to save his lover, Krakiri, from her evil ancestor. Yuel, played by Azraphael, who is along for this ride as he sort of comes into his own as being not ethereal and not mythos, but Yuel. Gage, played by Tim, Orin's best friend, and out to prove himself as the next round of hero, he's here. Clara, played by Dory, will be going through this adventure trying to reunite lost loves, encourage new love, and find her own love in the whole story. And then of course there's me, L, the DM. Uh, you'll hear me play a whole range of characters, but the only main character on the story you'll see will be Salem, daughter of Reyna, Queen of Hell, who is out to prove she's not her mother. Whether that's good or bad, time will tell. Alright, I think that's all I got for you. Enjoy the show. My name is Dory, and I play Clara, the love cleric, and the sugar plump princess. I am the daughter of the goddess of Yuletide. I'm as Raphael. I play Yuel, god of the moon, son of the god Ethereal and his familiar mythos. I'm Tim, and I'm playing Gage Whitestar, son of Lothander Whitestar, follower of light and honor and courage, and I will find the knowledge to protect my friends and family. I'm Sarissa, and I play Orin, Prince of Elengrad, and I see the world the way it can be in spite of the way that it is. Okay, we're starting! So, we look back in time, just a hair. A flash of fire, a cry in the night, and she was gone. How to get to Velik? How to get to Prakiri? Where even is she? Does she want to be saved? Orin, these are the thoughts, and millions more like them race through your mind during your four hours of contemplation. Just four hours ago, you were sitting here speaking with Prakiri about wedding tables and songs of summer. Just four hours ago, the love of your life sat safe in your arms. <laughs> that is, until fire, demons, and death arrived. Just four hours later, you sit with only Prakiri's dagger and a note that lay on the ground. In elegant handwriting, that of an ancient, it reads, Come and get her if you dare. 
a challenge to save Kahiri, or a threat to warn against. The only identifying mark is that of the Sibyl of the Nine Hells, the calling card. Either way, you stand for meditation in a form you've never been in before. Oren, do you want to tell us what you look like? Oren's typically pale skin is flesh red as if the very blood in his veins is on fire, while his eyes are void of all warmth, instead a deep fathomless blue. Droplets of water are ever-present on his skin, and on the tips of his white hair, oh, and on the tips of his white hair, as a sharp, salty brine of the sea emanates from him. Um, an aura of fiery orange surrounds him. When he's singing, it's more akin to chanting than just the vocals of his song. Because it's summer. Which has never been in summer before. It totally sounded like winter to me. Hey guys, so it's important to note here that Orin is in fact an Eladrin, which means he's an elf that changes seasons depending on his mood or his behavior. Up until this time, the players have really only ever seen him in spring and sometimes in autumn, so for him to be in summer or winter is a really big deal. More determined than you have ever been, you reach out through the godlink and call out to those whom you will need for your journey. Well, as you sit in Celestia, not sleeping, but rather watching the stars and the moon that rise ever-present above your realm, you hear a call from Oren. His pleas to meet him urge you to find him, find your friend and help him. With even the smallest use of your powers, you'd be able to easily meet him in Candlekeep, where he's asked you to meet. And Candlekeep is... That's the library in Faerun that you had all been at a few nights ago. Okay, that's what I thought it was. Uh, so then Uel will be like, alright, I'll, I'll be there shortly. And then uh, a few minutes later he'll blip in. Does Oren explain what's going on yet, or does he invite him? Okay. Gage, you find yourself in the eastern riverlands when a call from your best friend Oren comes in. Awakening you from an otherwise eventless night, you hear his message to you. You again are easily able to sneak away and get to Candlekeep in the earliest hours of dawn if you so choose. Nice thing about Gage is his dad's pretty cool. <laughs> Just let him go. Is that okay? I might Orin, you might want to add a side note in your first message about it. <laughs> oh, right. Orin would tell them. Please don't tell anybody. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Important note there. So, it's really important, you <laughs> But, um. The night's still, like I said, the Lothan is pretty cool, so Gage just tell him, I'm coming to Camel Keep, if that's okay. And Lothan can answer. So I just figure he's got an answer. Perfect. Clara. You are in a deep rest at this time. No urgent call, no begging plea. But rather another vision of a dark future graces your dreams. You find yourself once more in a frozen waste, statues of ice all about you. As you walk through the figures, you see many faces you know. The first is Orin, his lyre in hand, frozen still as the grave. Next to him is Uel and Gage, each frozen and to the core and unmoving. To the other side, you see Salem, perhaps even to your delight. <laughs> Crystal and Kahiri, each frozen in their own manner. Crystal clearly frozen mid-speech, as if she were still speaking. Kahiri in full attack. Each of your friends is still as the grave, and the statue ahead of you seems to tug on your very core as you see it. Atlas frozen with an arm outstretched toward you, fear in his eyes. A wicked laughter rings through the ice, and as you turn to look to yourself, uh, turn to look behind yourself, 
you are awoken by the sounds of frantic packing from a room close to yours. Like the sounds of someone trying to wrestle their pants together. Oh. Um, I, uh, for a second, take a, take a second to hear what's going on, and then I go and find out what's happening. You step out in the hall to see Orin is already running down the hall with a bag packed in a form you don't recognize. I follow. <laughs> a smell of oceanic water seems to waft after him as you hurry along behind him. He sneak down, sneaks down the halls of Candlekeep, making as little noise as he can. You hurry down after him, only to see Gabe, Uel, and Salem are all waiting for him. <laughs> just like pyramid, like peeking around a corner. To hey, you, I have expertise in right stealth, right. so. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lauren, Salem, Gabe, and Uel wait for you. Are you different? I think you're Lauren. a spot. I mean, yeah, I'm wet. Where nobody else can see you, Clark. Hey there, Friendly Neighborhood DM here. So it's important to note that Krahiri, Orin's lover, has been cursed with a gift known as the Phoenix. The Phoenix is an incredible amount of power that has been used to wipe kingdoms out, kill enemies, do all sorts of insane stuff. So the fact that she has it is really a problem. The Phoenix thing she has. Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. So there was a thing. Um, Just like a literal lightning. Um, she blew up. Um, 
actually, while this is happening, uh, Clara uh, does greater sending to Atlas and says um, that he, um, she says, um, Kate, so um, not going to be able to visit for a while. And uh, sorry, can't give you books either um, for a while, but I promise I'll be back. Um, but you need to stay with your brother and not go anywhere else, okay? Okay? He sounds very tired. It is the <laughs> earliest hours in the morning. <laughs> She's like, okay. It's like, okay, good night, Miss Clara. Good night. Bye. Bye, Atlas. Okay, don't, don't be weird. <laughs> um, now, you do have to speak or whisper to yeah. say those things. Yeah, she's whispering. Um, so make a stealth check, and I need to know person passive perception. 24. Yeah, make a stealth perception. <laughs> it's 10 plus your perception. Salem. We both know she likes you better. Yeah, that's harsh. I do. I know my mom. At least that far. What you do from there is totally clean. I will have no hard feelings whatsoever, but I have to get there. It is a fight against an old god. That's true. I don't, I don't know. 
I can't tell that any more than anything else. They were nasty. Oh, they were terrible. It's a real shame one's bad. To do what they're doing. And then just like kind of looks around and goes, Six, two, I think. Three is five, nine. Six, two. It's pretty much exactly my idea. So he rolls his eyes and he walks right up into Orin's face and he's like, Do you really love her? Are you really, really going to risk all that for her? And he blinks. And for a moment he glares at the the one eyed man across the table from him. And he takes a glance at the elf on the other side and says, Fine, I'll come, but you better not be lying to me, Rosa. And then he, like, staggers away from Orin. Fine, I'll come. Whatever. Just give me a minute. And he goes and he sits down for a second. <laughs> and I, like, maybe roll a history on that. Just- Hey, Friendly Neighborhood DM here again. Joseph, or Captain Sir Joseph, is a previous campaign villain slash character from one of the games. Oren's mother, Erin, hates Sir Joseph. He was kind of the bane of her existence, and ultimately why a reference to Sir Joseph would be so troubling. I want to see if Gage might recognize what he just said. Yeah, I mean, check this out every hour or something. Um, 28. 28. You know, I mean, with all the research you've done and stuff, you would know Joseph is a familiar name, um, but it would be hard to kind of pinpoint, I think, exactly what he was talking about, because ultimately UL is not ethereal, um, and he's never met Sir Joseph, so it would be hard to put two and two together. The name would obviously immediately ring a bell, because <laughs> Gage has met Joseph in person. Um, but I don't know that it would be, it would be like kind of like hearing the name Brittany and being like, oh, I went to high school with a girl named Brittany, like that level of connection, mm-hmm. because ultimately you weren't there for that moment. Like if Aaron was there and she rolled for it, she would be able to put together that moment happened. Right. But unfortunately, Gage, it's just kind of like hearing a very random segment. <laughs> I probably would have gone, for some reason that seems familiar. Right, it could be, it would be like a small sense of deja vu, but it, just because of Gage's history with Sir Joseph, it wouldn't be like, ding, 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 he's having a Sir Joseph moment. Right. <laughs> Unless he had said, like, Captain Sir or yeah. Sir Joseph, Sir like, Joseph. people would have figured that out easily. Because he was in... So, that, that was, that that was good. Yeah, that was that beautiful. Was Love it. Can't wait to bring Sorry. that in. Yeah. Cool. 
well, we've got a God and a Him. Anyone else you want to invite to the party? Huh. Well, if we're going to go, we should. healing, but she's way better at it than I am. It'd be a good idea to have that. Yeah, healing would definitely be a must. Look, it's a win for me either way. Either she goes and she dies, which is awesome, or she stays here and tells everyone and then she heals, which is also awesome. So, I'm fine either way. What am I going to do with you? go sour, we get in contact with our parents. Yes, if we need to. They'd already be there. It's not like they could stop you. Right. Once we're there, it's, it's hard for them to get through. Reyna's never going to let them in without a fight. So if we get through and we need to call them, then we can, you know, explore that route. 
think that's all the more reason to have her on our side if you're going to be doing it. Oh, yeah, there's no way you're getting into the night without the weapon on her when she comes in. Exactly. Get out right under her. Be quiet if you want. It's fine, you can come. Just live here. If you get killed, I'll throw a party. On me. Really? I thought we were doing the truce thing. Right, right. You have to announce to everybody. I'm going to safe place. Hey, Friendly Neighborhood DM here. As a side note, Clara and Salem do not like each other on the spiritual level. I haven't prayed once since I got here. (laughs) Yeah, it shows. (laughs) Alice would say the same. (laughs) It's time to go. Besides, even if they, you know, if your mom and your parents let you go, which they wouldn't let you do anyway, you all act like they would let that happen. My mom would never let you in, and then you'd have to take the long way around, and it would just be a whole thing. But I'm getting bored, so it's time to go, unless you want to get to hell on your own. So, if everyone is going, at least to Raina's, Salem begins to open up a gate inside of Candlekeep. Uh, the door itself looks... Almost as dark as the pit, which I don't know that any of you would have ever seen in your life besides maybe you all. You hang out in hell sometimes. Yeah. Aaron would have seen it. I don't know that Orin would have ever seen it. Well, the pit is Raina's favorite thing in the whole world. It's a big pit where she throws people to die. Again. Um, That's where she put him at the bottom of the pit. That's where she put him. Probably where he still is. Um... Anyways, she she didn't forget. (laughs) Smoking tendrils of black mist sort of seep through the gate as she opens it. Um, She's like, well, next stop, six feet under the ground below. Um, She motions for all of you to go through, and she's like, look, just think unhappy thoughts, and you'll get there. Don't Um, worry there. As you all step through, you find yourselves in an enormous onyx-colored throne room. The room itself is beautiful for being in hell, in a sort of horrifying way. Um, tall, steep pillars rise up to the ceiling with gold and ruby sort of inlays. Hanging down from the ceiling are beautiful gold and ruby chandeliers with sharp, angular designs. Um, the type you would imagine if you cut a rope, they would kill somebody. Um, down the hall, you see a brilliant golden throne with an onyx beside it, uh, like an onyx sort of pillar set up beside it. That's where we are. Raina, queen of the underworld and the dam, sits upon the golden throne, smiling sweetly at all of you. She kind of passes her eyes over Orin, Uel, and Gage, who would all recognize her. You've seen her, if not hung out with her. Uel, you would know her well. Um, The other two you've at least seen in your life. Clara, you would have never in your life had a reason to hang out with this woman. (laughs) Um, So for you, uh, she kind of smiles at you last. Sort of like a, oh, this is the one kind of look with Salem. She's like, oh, Salem, my sweet. What brings you all and um, you and all your playthings here? And she looks at Orin. She assumes you've taken the leader role. Orin reluctantly bows. <laughs> okay. For the thing. Uh, Clara, for your knowledge, um, she's about 5'8", five, 5'9". 
Um, she's got dark skin, really dark hair that's pinned up. Um, her eyes are covered with a blindfold, which at least from rumor's sake, you would know her eyes are very dangerous, and she often is seen with a blindfold covering them. Um, she's very lovely. <coughs> very beautiful woman. Um, sitting upon her throne is a small black dragon. Um, it's kind of puffing little tendrils of smoke as it watches you all. Um, to the side of her throne is a teal-haired woman um, whom you would know, you might have met in passing once or twice. Her name is Rosie, and she's kind of known to have taken over as the right hand. If you're meeting the press? Of course. How could I possibly say no? What do I need to do to get through here? You need to get, to get through to the Nine Hells to save your girlfriend, Miss Salem tells me. I've heard you need passage, and many other things to make it through the Nine Hells. My main question for you, Arm, is what are you willing to pay? Lots of people have paid memories, favors. Nine layers means nine layers of sacrifice to get all the way down. Are you all willing to pay that all the time? Some people have forgotten their true loves before they ever even made it to them. Yeah. So, my question for you is why all the struggle? Why the strain? You think this is going to be a cakewalk? No. But it's worth it. What is it? The one monster who got lost in hell? It's really like country. Adorable. Don't There's no need for that. My God. All of the of the nine hells kids are so sensitive about nicknames. Look, I'm totally willing to let you go into the nine hells and get yourselves killed, or at best, killed by a fiend that I don't want to deal with. But I think it's more than fair that I test that you're able to even make it in the first ten minutes. Can I just describe what his sword looks like real quick? Yes. Changes with the seasons. So his sword is wrapped in strong vines of dark green ivy with orange blossoms and flowers and vibrant oranges, reds, and pinks. A fully bloomed rose sits upon the hilt, and the blade is a deep sapphire reflecting the light. Mm. Like it's test. If you can beat it, I'll give you free passage. No questions. I won't even tell your moms you are here. Are well, you sure I am your mom. I know you're here. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure this is all right, Lady Raina? Ultimately, as long as you make it out here, it'll be fine. Alright. And I'll hold you all especially responsible for that. Including you. And she looks at Salem and looks pissed. So, do you consent to a test? It's simple. Five versus one. You just pick which number you prefer. Five or one. <laughs> I'll let you decide as a group. I imagine you'll deal with it as a group, so let me know. And she sits on her throne to watch you all. Does that have any inside knowledge that she's referring to? I got a guess. <laughs> I mean, you're welcome to take a guess. If you want to make an inside check, you can try, but there. She just simply said five or one. 
where the pick five yes. or one. Yes. And it's not something that Gabe would have experienced before, so I'm not sure. Unless he is commonly in a situation where he's asked to, to pick between two numbers. <laughs> or thinks that five is the safer number. <laughs> or it's inside one. <laughs> <laughs> There's always both. Or none. No. I'd like to make sure all of you are more than capable. I don't think you're going to get a low because you didn't give much of an answer to that. Well, I don't think I'm safer. Well, I already heard that you said that you're healthy enough to save Kahiri. Probably either choice can be bad. Sounds like you can count on it. For some reason, we're not talking about in, 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 in. <laughs> You're not underwater. You're not underwater. <laughs> Are you sure? For some reason, we're not talking about enemies, and we're talking about allies. You want to pick five? I, I assume, Lady Rena, since you do want to test everyone here, that you don't mean one of us versus five. Safe assumption, since someone already asked to do it. Just want to make sure. Perhaps it means each of us one-on-one -on -one with something. Or if you choose five, it's five against us against something, or five of something. Because she wants to test all of us, so we all have to be tested in some shape or form. Five? Five? Five. Five. That's the final answer? <laughs> What's five. behind door number five? <laughs> So I did this. Because this actually, me. it was actually a choice. Whatever happened, right. it doesn't really matter. Exactly. But Crawling from the different areas of the room, you see five snarling demons. Orin, they look terribly familiar, although coloring is very off. The last time you saw these creatures, they were green. These are red. Golden scales line the creatures as they step forward with bloody blades ready for trouble. Raina grins, sitting back in her throne. Kill all of them, except for my favorite, and she smiles sweetly at you all. Salem actually does look a little bit hurt. She's like, it's cool. It's like, you know, my boy, put on a good show. Let's have everyone roll initiative. All right. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Oh, really? I would assume one would have been a really one We'll find out, I guess, when you get to one. Oh, oh so we're going to go Oh, man. Okay. 20 or higher. Like, you've never seen Alex. Like, you. <laughs> he goes right at this moment. 
Hey there, friendly neighborhood DM again. So basically what we're doing, because this is high-level play, is we're doing what's called a buff time. So for every couple encounters or every big encounter, the characters will have an opportunity to cast several spells at once or put any sort of buffs on themselves that they'd like. Things like death ward, soul bonds, uh, clever maneuvering basically for strategizing before we get into combat. So that players can basically set up whatever they want to do before we get into it. Alright, that's all. Bye. Borrowed counter buffs yet, right? You have not. Okay. So I'm sorry, that's on me because I forgot. So uh, heading into hell, you would have had a buff. Oh, okay. So I'll let you guys do buff time real quick. I'm sorry. Okay. Brenda really wants to cast. That's fair. You Orin guys were heading into no hell, buffs. and I totally forgot to give you a buff time. Orin doesn't have a buff. Yes. Okay. I have no right. idea. No buffs. No buffs. No buffs. Um. So Clara casts her soul bond on four of us. Okay. Everyone's got soul bond. Soul bond. Soul blonde. Totally soul blonde. Um, <laughs> That's why she's got a little That's bit of a blonde streak. I can only do four. It. It's fine, whatever. I have her now. She lives here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I assume she's going to bring a happy bubble around here. Yes, you can assume yeah, right now. Almost this. always has a wall of four. I have Okay. Three. So I'm not going to worry about collateral damage then. <laughs> Literally, Salem's the all You do see two women who look of normal variety. One is a human and one is a drow. By the end of this, Clara um, there are a couple like, imps about like the room. Like savior are they Clara? Like, like, <laughs> Salem will become her pet project. Vicks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She is not in the room. Um, and you, well, you would know. She's she's just not here. That's true. Um, the other girl is Rosie. She is here. Like the second fix. Oh, I Hey again. So you're probably hearing the names Rosie and Vix, and those names don't make a ton of sense, but they're previous characters from other campaigns. Vixen, or Vix, was Reyna's right hand for a really long time until Rosie came along. Rosie, or Rosalie, is a succubus character that was actually played by Sarissa, who's also playing Orin in this game. You'll probably hear them come up some more, but for now, that's all you really need to know. Perfect. Then you are up in initiative. Yeah. So I'm just going to assume Rain is going to be cool with it. Um, she told you to prove yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do my damnedest. But this is a guy right there. That is a dude with a big old flag. It's one of the dudes. It's one of the dudes. The dudes are here, 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 and there. The women do not seem to be reacting to this. Probably not the first time they've seen some sort of horrible fight in this room. He's watching. No. He's just popping smoke. Raina seems much more interested in him than in this whole fight. No, the room kind of extends a little bit more, but only about 10 feet on either side. Okay. We'll do this. Hey again, friends. Basically what's happening is we're going into combat, so things are going to get a little bit less descriptive, and you'll hear each of the players take their turns. Um, sorry about her. Um, but um, Gage will do his casting, and pretty much everyone who's a mage here, and Raina would definitely recognize this, 
you can see that I'm starting to cast Fireball. Okay. A little bead of red energy pops up. But then, of course, Gage manipulates it in a certain way, and it turns into a golden, vibrant color, and then it expands until it looks like he's got a little sun in his hand. Okay. And he shoots it out. So, um, I don't want to... She's an innocent bystander. Even though she's not innocent, but you know, she's an innocent bystander. Um, I'm just going to attempt to do Alright, go for it. So, he launches it, and when it hits, rather than doing the flamey, fiery, Fireball damage, it's going to be radiant damage. Okay. Um, what is their save? They gotta it's a deck save. Uh, they got to be 22. Okay, both fail. Alright, dice. 34. There we go. 34, 34 a piece? Okay. Yeah, total. But that's good to know. Wait, what, what was that damage? Radiant. Radiant. So, again, when, when you cast it, I think it's clear what for right now. So you bring that little red bead shows up, and that's what usually the fireball is. But instead, it turns to a golden color and expands out this little radiant ball, like a sun ball. Like he's holding a little ball. sun in his hand. That's that's a sun ball. Ball. And then it shoots it. Alright. Well that hurt them pretty bad. Well, I'll go ahead and go bonus mode, uh, fortified. Okay. Just some form yeah. off. Okay, and fortified gives you a plus two, plus two AC. AC and minus my D by ten. Okay, perfect. Um, it's my turn. Did anyone give anyone foresight? Nope. Yep. I had no buffs. I had no foresight. Hey, does a five hit you? <laughs> um, I don't know. Let me think. <laughs> oh wait, plus ten. Okay, there you go. 14 hit you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, plus five, I don't think we have anything to worry about. Yeah. Does a 30 hit you, Warren? Slightly. Just slightly? Well, it's a nat 20. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's regardless. Any, anyone have lucky? I have lucky. You can make a reroll. Doesn't you can't make me reroll. He can reroll. I can use it. No, you can make lucky. Do you want to do it? Okay. <laughs> Points of damage. It's magical slashing. Is that all you got? Yes. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. Critical hit. That's what Warren said. That's all you got. Come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. You need to make a DC 15 wisdom saving throw. Does that even hoist, bro? Is that a hurt But there's a second guy, so he's going to swing at you again. Oh no! Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> Still got the lucky. Still got the lucky. <laughs> uh, remind me, Mario, it wasn't the Soul Bond of Mimic Secrets uh, bonus uh, edition, was it? No. I think we had Hero's uh, Feast as the bonus edition last time, right? Yeah. Or it has some stuff. You guys wouldn't have those left if it's been a few weeks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to have been a while. I'm just trying to remember. Five more. Um, and you need to make another saving throw. Which saving throw do you make? Uh, wisdom saving throw. Oh, uh, don't forget, you are next to me. Um, so for your uh, saving throw, you do get the bonus. Uh, you do get plus six to your saving throw. Okay. Why makes it? You don't really get anything bad happen. 
You have. I assure you. Does a 28 hit you? Not natural 20. <laughs> 28. Hey, you guys were just blowing through my monsters. This is on you. You should have sucked in the pre-shots. Seven. <laughs> we should have. We should have. We should have uh, punched our AC lower slash. and our safety okay. lowers. Um, <laughs> and then you have another one coming at you, but he does not hit with a fourteen to hit. No. All right. Um, that is those guys, which brings us to Orin. Orin. I was like, ah, I'm bleeding. Am I? Am I bleeding? <laughs> My own blood. God damn it. Fun fact: has silver blood. Um, I'm going to flourish my weapon. Okay. I'm going to cast Steel Wind Strike. Do oh, it. Yeah. Go after all five of them. Oh, yeah. Hit them. Yeah. Your map. Hold on. <laughs> 30, 30 on the first one. Just barely hits. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that hits your butt. Do you want me to do all of my. Do things? all your attacks and then we'll do damage. Okay. Do all the damage. Oh, wait, just kidding. All the boring attacks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, 27? Yeah. 29? Yeah. 29? Yep. All five hit. Okay. So go ahead and hit, and then pick where you're ending your space on. Because as long as you're within five feet of a creature, you yeah, it's lovely. Kind of gets you out of these exact sort of situations. <laughs> 44 force damage on the first one. Okay. Which one is the first one? Where are you starting to run? Um, we can just go to like, like this guy, this guy. Yeah. Just okay. Twenty-five on the next one. Twenty-five. Okay. 30 on the last one. 30 on the last one. Hey there, friendly neighborhood DM. Turns out our audio got just a little bit jumbled while we were working on this project. So I'm just going to give you a brief synopsis of what happened in this time. As Orin lifts his mighty blade and begins to cast a specific spell, all of his teammates notice that he starts to vibrate with this sort of radiant energy. And as he does... He quite literally zips across the enemies with his blade in hand, slashing each one in turn. He does a significant amount of damage to them before managing to end almost teleported to a different part of the map. Oh, wait, no. I'm going to bardically inspire, but it sounds great because he's kind of charming. Okay, where are you um, ending your <laughs> I'm concerned. Oh, I'm ending by Clark. Okay. In front of Sam. I stand true to my word. Oh, is that Sailor Mirror Blues? Yes. And I'm going to barbically inspire. Clara can tell she's checking out Orin. Oh, God. Here, look, here's the primary. He's taken. That's why she's optional. I'm going to barbically inspire Clara. So you get. I think it's a D12 at this level. Might be a D10. Oh, bards were out oh, there. It's D12. Ben, it's the end of my turn. 
All right, that was Oren. You and. So they're all still up. They are all still up. Um, these two are looking rougher, but all of them are still swinging. Okay. Um, he like nervously kind of backs away from the two that are like right in front of him, like including the one that hit him, but not out of their range. Right. Um, and then he he pulls his sword up and um, focuses for a second, and like a small light kind of shimmers around his hand. And then it builds up towards the top of the sword, and then, and it flashes out, um, and he shouts, Twilight Flash! Um, and so I need all of the creatures um, of his choice, so all the ones that are engaged in combat, okay. um, uh, that can see him within 30 feet, so oh, I get that. Yeah. Uh, they need to make a con saving throw, and if they are considered fiends or undead, they have disadvantage. Okay. Mm. Uh, okay, so three. Uh, okay. Um, so two passed, three failed. Okay. Uh, so the two that failed um, become blinded for one minute. Okay. Um, and if it matters at all, it is considered uh, real, real metal. Okay. Um, and then he is going to take a slash at the one in front of him. Okay. The two that you blinded, which are to okay. um, immediately kind of recoil, like scratching at their own eyes, trying to pull whatever they think is on their eyes off. Okay. Um, and he'll take a slash at the uh, the one in front of him that, that is okay. Yeah, this one right here. He's freaking out. He doesn't even see it. I'll go ahead and give you advantage on that. Okay. They're blind. Yeah. They're blind. It's covered by something else. Or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, you have advantage. Okay, so then that is going to be 20. Sorry, um, yes, so 22. 22 to hit hits. Uh, five, or I'm sorry, eight magical slashing and then five radiant damage. Okay. On the guy in front of you? Yep. Yeah, he does not like that so much. Um, as he begins to screech at you, but he can't see you, so it's fun. Uh, Clara. Oh, Warren's gonna kill me. Uh, Clara <laughs> is <laughs> gonna go right here. Yeah. Oh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> seconds. Seconds to ignore Orin's reasoning. Um. And she is going to cast Word of Radiance, and so these three have to make a Constitution saving throw. Did you just Sorry, I was thinking that was another. Oh, yeah, no. If if it were a spell, then they would take half damage. But no, okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna take cold damage. I'm gonna be ready. <laughs> <laughs> Salem's turn. Woo. Oh w
Because Mark, keep it going, is. keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep going, Bart. Keep going. Um, so, Spirit Broken is not a bonus action, right? No. Okay, so Spiritual I'm, Weapon is a bonus action. I'm going to cast uh, Shield of... Which one of your guys' AC is lower? Well, I'm at 20 right now. Okay. I'm going to cast Shield of Faith. On uh, on gauge, and then it casts it on myself as well. You guys all have very high AC. Yeah, it's a pretty nifty thing. That's two AC. That is two tier AC. Yeah. Just silver dragon scales and like entered the crates. Is that a silver cleric thing? Yeah, it's a little cleric thing. I got that at level 17. All right. Is that all? That is it. Um, I'm just gonna out. Last two last two ones. Sounds good. Sounds simple. Sounds like a being there over there somewhere. Just proving I'm a team player. <laughs> <laughs> I lost the dice four ever. Uh, it's gone forever. Found it. I found one of them. It was like a week after. Thank you. Um, so she shocks the shit out of those two guys. us back to Gage. Twenty. Time to engage with the enemy. Do you guys remember the picture that I got for the Holy Terror of New Kings, right? Yes. And Gage was back there and he had that kind of red part um, thing going on. So he's, he starts doing that and draws electricity up from his legs up into his hands and it arcs out like that and then he changes it and it starts becoming these wisps of radiant light that are arcing between and then he casts it and it hits the first demon we'll say that one okay. and then it bounces and arcs to three more okay it's basically chain lightning but he's okay. turning it to radiant okay so for saving throws yeah. or you make four attack rolls uh four deck saving Um, my close best one is 19. Uh, that would all be fatal. Guys, I'm dexing this guy. I'm probably going to need some D8. Why are you going after Barabbas like that? Let's see. Let's see. I just got the armor. I have no death. Failed once in a while. So I need. Hey there! So you're probably noticing that they're talking about a character named Barakis. Barakis is Pira's brother, so he's kind of this really big deal character because he came in as a paladin. Um, he was on the team with Sage, he 
hung out with the Holy Heroes. He was very close with Ethereal UL's ancestor. If you hear the party talking about him, it's probably in reference to Pyrrha. Um, he would be Krahiri's uncle, so something to note. He may come up later. Right now he's not a major player, but it's not impossible. We'll see him some more. It's 44 or 40. 47. 47. Shit. So all but one of them collapses into like a burst of fiery flame. Um, they give out sort of a screeching noise as they go. Um, but all except for this very far guy by himself. Orin seems to have stayed away from him. Well, I kill all, I kill all four of them. <laughs> <laughs> she took out four of them. Clark with Radiant and says, See, I'm fine! <laughs> 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 Come on, and all of a sudden he's just whiffed the light. It feels awfully familiar, only one death. Alright, people. Well, that brings me to my last friend. Who's right next to Florian and Yuea. Um, Eandros. Uh. Sorry, man. Orin. <laughs> you. He turns to you. You're already <laughs> hit, right? You already hurt a little bit? Yeah, yeah. no one's ready to heal Orin yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Heck. I did not realize you were. You're good. You only took two friends. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it takes at least four crit to take out one. Okay. All right. <laughs> so is a twenty-eight hit you? That's correct. <laughs> okay. Yep. Sure does. Sure does. Sure does. <laughs> so what is Warren's AC? Seventeen. I'm pretty sure it's at the lowest out of it. Nineteen damage. Nineteen. Yep. And the second attack's coming in. Yeah. Um, for a twenty-three to hit you. Well, hold on, hold on. Yes. By the way. <laughs> hey, just so you guys know, I can't heal myself. So um, that is important information. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you wearing the cape? I'm wearing the cape. Okay. No, it's like a cape off. Uh, uh, I just see. I just see that word. Seventeen I'm like, uh, is your second. <laughs> second amount. Seventeen. How we feeling, Orin? Clara has a specialty magic item called the Cape of Selflessness. Basically, it allows her to heal other players in a much stronger capacity, but she herself cannot accept any of her own healing magic. This will come into play because it means that Clara can't heal herself, and most of the rest of the team doesn't have the ability to heal her. So Clara's got to be very careful with how she uses this item and when she uses it. That's all. Um, totally fine. one's very specific. Are you less than half HP? No. <laughs> I can't be gentle. This is hell. Um, there's eight. Twenty-seven. <laughs> I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> it's better for you than any of the rest. Eight. Basically, will attempt to get you. <laughs> um, okay. That is his turn. Plus, hello. Yeah. 
So you probably just heard another really big name mentioned. Morgoth was a huge villain from the original campaign we were in. He was this big bad werewolf who was totally down to wreck your day. He really came into play against the New Kings, which are uh, the ancestors of people like Orin and Gage. Uh, he was basically a really big deal because he came in and he was one of the first villains to actually be a villain. He was really just out to beat the good guys. He ended up being a part of a major end battle for that campaign and will likely be mentioned a lot more. But for now, all you need to know is that he's a big, bad, scary werewolf and he does not like heroes. Specifically, Gage and Orin. Mostly because of their ancestors, Aaron and Lathander. Again. Did you hit? Twenty-eight. Yes. Okay. Um... I don't know how I did these stats. <laughs> you bring Teresa too, and she can play. Uh, Will you, you roll for damage? Fifteen magical slashing. Okay. Uh, five poison and eight radiant. So eight, the radiant would be dealt. Yes, I got you. I'm um, just like the, here, here. I'm poison does not Probably. seem very effective. <coughs> um, but the radiant does makes up for He looks pissy. Now we're like two bardically inspire a good friendly lamb. Okay. Cool. Companion lamb of you, I is your turn. Huzzah! Huzzah! Huzzah. <laughs> How long does the cool. inspiration last? Cool. Ten minutes. Oh. Uh, then since Orin took a three decent damage, and uh, Uel is also going to do some damage. Yeah. I am going to use my reaction to give him an extra D8 of radiant damage. Perfect. I'm assuming a 10 is what it was. 10 misses. Okay. Uh, then he's going to take a second attack at him. Do it. That's better. Oh, um, so that is going to be 21 to hit. 21 to hit, that's it. You still get that extra D8. I get to choose after you hit. Uh, no, that's more faster. It's just so much fun. Everybody takes more than four damage. It's just so much fun. Everybody takes more than four damage. Friends weren't so friendly. 
That's a great friend group you've got there. If you came with something, you would have tapped into it. It's <laughs> <laughs> basically right there. All right, uh, I'm going to cast. It's so cute and full of life. What if they weren't? <laughs> Peel. <laughs> Good plan. Uh, on for it. Okay. You peel out your ass somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> what? You peel somebody else. I'm not hurt. Um, and it also takes away, like, if you, I don't know if you're suffering from any sort of um, condition, but it takes away those two. Not as far as you Physically, no. I love that. Are you suffering? What did Salem That sounds like more like something Salem would say, like, are you right. suffering? Or yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, what else you got? Um, and then as a, I can't cast two spells, huh? So a lot of our campaign drama from the last few years has always been set in a dining hall for whatever reason. So when you hear the players or even the characters talk about how dangerous dining halls are, that's probably what they're referring to. So just be prepared because it's not impossible that there will be a lot of jokes about dining halls. That's all. Everyone to make a wisdom saving for all, please. Remember you, uh, you all get plus six. I am aware. (laughs) Oh, God, that's inspiration. Did you get the, uh, since you had the plus six? Huh? You got the plus six. No. Remember, you'll have a plus six on saving throws. Oh, nice! Okay, so then I've got the... A23. Even in summer, or I can't help but be a spring. Like, eating coffee. Clara, what'd you get? 
attack at UAL. Um, I don't think that hits you. Oh, maybe 23? Uh, definitely. Oh my god. Holy shit. Who are you? I'm god. <laughs> so he swung at you with a whip, which was glowing with this kind of red, crackling energy. Um, Clara, you see in his hand, similar to some of the other swords you've seen, where the blade seems to mysteriously appear, from his hilt comes a red, crackling blade, and he's going to swing it down on you. Or a... Typical magic missile spell. Okay. Um, we'll count it at oh, her spell the darkness. Uh, Castle level four, so that'll give me an extra three bolts. Okay. And as they're flying towards Grazit, um, they can sit for it for a little bit and they change into radiant orbs instead and okay. slam into them. So it'll okay. be radiant damage. Okay. I'm here to make a magic Two more D4s for me. D4s? There's one. Yeah, so 14 more points. It took a long time to decide if Orin should get it or if you should get it. I couldn't decide who was the bigger one. <laughs> <laughs> Bond would probably tell all kinds of grips. Right. <laughs> oh, very alive. 
He has red skin, but you couldn't tell that in this lighting. <laughs> that was purple. I'm going to use a sorcery point oh. to um, cast the spell without any somatic or verbal components. Okay. Oh, because you took sorcery to get to get. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'm going to need to bring out your sorcery. I would love to. Does a 24 pass? He's <laughs> he's he large and wise. Most of that thing happens, but Orin's not embarrassed because nobody even knows that Nobody happens. knows anything. <laughs> yeah. So. Everybody's like, Orin, you getting Orange just looks like he's strategizing really hard. <laughs> um, anything else? Wait, wait. Wait. And there's my more. Well, I don't know what my fifth time is for, so I'm just gonna bardically inspire. Go for it, my friend. I'm still not keeping sure track of my right? yes. okay. Um, let's go gauge this time. Strength for my gauge. You have a D12, sir. For oh, my inspiration. Bardic. Can only do this two more times, guys. Is that all? Yes, it's kind of lame, but well. Uh, oh my goodness. Y'all. <laughs> so Yuela is going to be like, oh, don't like that. Um, and he is going to pass, um, he is also going to point a finger at Dragon. Um, much, much in the same pose that Salem did, but he says, finger of light. And uh, he hits him with a uh, slightly different Here I was getting yeah. so excited, Yuela. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Finger of death. She's very excited. <laughs> She's like, do it. Murder. 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 Was that Raina? Oh, Raina definitely knows disintegrate, but or that's not who I was talking about. Well, There's also other people that know disintegrate. What's the other bitch name? Ah. <laughs> Trying to pet the dragon sitting on his bed. He's such a good dragon, though. His name's Nexus, if anyone wants to know. He's the cutest little dragon in the world. Is he a Nexus person? <laughs> uh, so, altogether, uh, 73. Radiant damage, um, and then um, half the CP has to saving throw. Half the big total, and that's not double big. Double? You're not assuming he's vulnerable. Right, no, no. 73 is a Yeah, 73 is a number. He kind of looks at you. He gives you a, like, nod of approval. Just a little bit. like, that's not good, though. That's worse. Guys, this is worse. Anything else? Me! I will cast um, Sacred Flame! That's a deck saving throw. Okay. 
does a 15 pass. up something that's going to kind of occur pretty often. Um, we have natural one consequences, which just means that when you roll an at one, it's not you just miss on your attack, you really miss on your attack. You could end up hurting another party, you could end up dropping your weapons. There's a lot of different things that can happen when it comes down to a nat one, and you'll hear a lot of different methods being used throughout our games because it's always kind of changing to keep our players on their toes. It's just something we wanted to point out because nat ones and their consequences tend to play a really big part in our campaigns. Um, it's my turn. Um, uh, let's do some murder. Well, we're just gonna step a little, a little closer. Hi guys. And let's do a whip at Orin. Hey, to Bruges. 
I'm going to need you to make a strength saving throw while I roll for damage for you. Oh, you get plus, you get okay. plus six for That's true. Okay, so you are going to take 17 magical slashing damage. Okay. 22 fire damage. Okay. And you pass the saving throw. As his whip tries to, like, wrap around you and yank you. Um, you are you're right there. Let's go for a stabbing. Does a 25 hit you? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, uh, actually, as... Sorry, it's been a long time since I've used shield. Okay. Yeah, just have It's going to be like a lightning bolt, but it's so powerful and so searing, it just lights up the room. Okay. 
also going to expend a spell slot to increase the DC by two. Okay. So you have to be 24. What kind of saving throw is it? Uh, Dex. Okay. This is just the lobby. This is just the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got a 21. Yep, Alright, go ahead and roll. Um, if he happens to be resistant against lightning, too bad. He is resistant to lightning. Oh, well, too bad. 46 plus 48, 86. 86 lightning damage. Okay. He nods at you. I bowed. <laughs> <laughs> Hate that. We aren't even into the first layer of hell gauge. <laughs> You're already bowing to the bed. <laughs> <laughs> he, he nodded at me. I told him to respect it. Bow to a demon lord. He has a big ass grin. <laughs> um, he's hurting. That was Gage. Do you have any more to do? Hot as hell. I would say it is hot as hell. Can I corn? Um, I would like to shift a little so that I can do a line that doesn't hit anything. I know I can't hit anything, but I don't want to hit anything. You could probably go here and shoot that way. Yeah, that's kind of what I want. And then, um, He's like, Horn, you just need to spend a higher level spell slot and change the DC and it'll fail. What does that even mean? And it's literally like that wording, like all the characters are like, what the hell do you mean? Because nobody's supposed to understand it, only Gage understands it. Targets are bad. Donna, shoot a beam of growing light at Do it. Can I do it? Of course. Oh my god. 32, half of 32. Okay. Pass. Radiant damage. Okay. And then, yeah, we're down. I would like to bonus action. Bardic Rage is like Dwight doing Christmas carols <laughs> on the air guitar. Difficulty class. Difficulty class. Like for a super bonus. You have a Bardical Inspiration. Oh, nice. Uh, so it's a uh, what? D12. D12. Okay. Uh, so it's, uh, what is the question? D12. Is it automatically magic point or do I choose? So you need to take that if you're magic point. Oh. 
Uh, do I have to decide if I'm going to use it before I roll the d20 or can I decide after? A lot of questions are asked. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't feel the dog. Um, it's after, taking... right? You can, if you roll a d20. In my game, you can always add a dice after the fact as long as the spell is cast. So like, you can't let her roll and then say I'm going to cast guidance after the fact. But if you cast guidance first, you can roll it before or after the dice. Same with inspiration, you can roll them both at once. You can see the result of one and then roll the other. Um, yeah, or you could mostly, yeah, for especially for bardic inspirations, you can roll the d20 and see where you hit before you choose to use your inspiration. I do think a creature can only be inspired one at a time, though. Yeah. You can't stack them, right? Yeah. Alrighty. Oh, yeah, I've been handing these out like candy. I'm not good at doing that one. <laughs> no, so. I still have mine. I know Kari has turns. Just nice to see her. Fair enough. Um, is that all you got? Alrighty. You stop it. Well, you are up. Just not until it's on the trip. I'm so focused. Uh, he's only so pretty hurt or is he? No, he's uh, he's okay. He's at a hundred out of a hundred. On a scale of one to one thirty. Okay. <laughs> really, like, opens her saying, no, he's fine, and, and Clara and Jory would say, oh, he's like 20 out of 140. <laughs> <laughs> no, fine, I'm fine. What? <laughs> 240, guys. Obviously. There's Rollins. That's going down in for me. Two fingers and waiting. Four. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> So, Sorry, um, did you just not do it? <laughs> no! <laughs> no! What is that? No! Cal gets you to do it. Jesus! Cal just smells like gingerbread to you. That's crazy. Not the good yeah, no. <laughs> Does it actually smell like that in there? She is a little bit. 1,000. Oh, uh, she's down by 45 out of 163. Oh, okay. This is a little bit rough. <laughs> 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 we might need to bump you up. <laughs> 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 You're the main character. Just <laughs> 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 do some training montage. It works for all the anime for that. So he is going to. Yeah. You're like. <laughs> so he's like, eyes on red. He's like, mm -hmm. just like kind of laughs at Claire and casts cure wounds. <laughs> 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 How's it frowns when you do that? That's how he frowns. Uh, so he's not mad. He's just uh, he's not mad. <laughs> it's, just it's worse, isn't it? How's all about it being worse? Yeah. <laughs> it's just worse. Um, and then I think that is going to be it for him just for the coming moment. Okay. Fifteen. Yes. <laughs> Fifteen. <laughs> All right. Um, Clara, <laughs> you are up, my dear. Yeah, that's spirit whisper. <laughs> um, I am going to twenty-nine. Twenty-nine hits. Just okay. miss. <laughs> <laughs> just a glancing blow. 
Hawkins AC is getting better too, guys. Oh. <laughs> Seven damage. <laughs> <laughs> to the saves then. Uh, and then I'm going to cast. That'd be awful. Be the monster that started really weak, but like every time it gets hit, its stats go up a little bit. There's can some. I go through Ewell's square? You can move through it. You can't end it. Okay. As well, I just don't want to go out of his range. Yeah, you can so. shuffle by a friend. Okay. Oh, she fell. <laughs> <laughs> we'll help her out. Hard pulse. I need to keep her in first. In the lobby of hell. In the lobby of hell. I knew it. And she's going to cast Cure Pulse. In the lobby of hell. It's a Broadway song. It's like there's a whole Broadway musical about hell. Yeah. Greg or Sullivan's son. Oh, great, guys. Oh, we're doing, um, the, doing our wisdom saving throws? 
Oh no, if you're within five feet of me, um, flame ignites around his being. Make dexterity saving throws. At least Texas has not a zero modifier. He is over the Cory going. This is really strong. This is not coinciding with past That's battles. Fun. I should be attacked left and right over here in this corner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have to use both, right? The double. Yeah. He's experiencing uh, worm syndrome. <laughs> worm syndrome. Yeah, 20. Nice. What do you get, you have? Uh, All right. All of you manage to pass. You take half damage. This is going to be. I used to this. Okay. What, from a net one to a net one? Um, that sucks. So you each take half of 16, you each take 8, thank you. Um, that's all. Worth having lost people. I'm sorry! <laughs> what is your HP? Pull. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pulling like a soul right now. Friendly Neighborhood DM here. So, when they talk about breaking a character, what this means is these characters are really high level. Almost all of them are level 20s except Clara, who is a level 18, um, but bordering on being a much higher level character. Because we're starting at 20th level in the start of the game, there's a lot of opportunities to advance past 20 and ways for basically level 20 characters to become much cooler. So when the players talk about breaking their character, what they mean is that at the start of the game, I gave a lot of them special boons and special abilities based on their characters. UL's got some cool stuff, Gage has some cool stuff, Clara's got some cool stuff, and Oren we're actually going to bump for the next episode. So you'll see him getting a lot stronger and a little bit just more magical in general. We want this to be really cool for everybody, and you'll likely see that there's a lot of really cool advancement past level 20 in the game. That's all. Thanks. The master of magic. Yes, it's the master of magic. Two of my long rests done. We're gonna, we're gonna use them. Whoop. So. Can you hurt someone? Hurt someone? Yeah, the bonus action is that he can work. Alright, so Gage pulls out his. Well, I mean, he, he has it out all the time. It's usually just strapped to the side, right? But it's his spell book. Um, and it looks very much like um, Lothander's journal. Um, but rather than having a simple Elysium. Well, then her journal? 
is kind of like an icon of the realm. Basically, Tim's character in the original campaign, Lathander, was one of the biggest heart characters in the whole thing. He had this journal where he kept down all of the notes, he kept all things interesting to him as a character, um, and it's kind of become some light reading for all of the players as Tim actually wrote up a bunch of it. Just like Mai's exhaustive guide was technically Mai's journal. So you'll hear a lot of reference to those two books in particular, Lathander's Journal and My's Exhaustive Guide. Um, they're basically just world stuff that we wrote down while we were playing in the game and have kind of become canon as like lore books within the world. Lathander's Journal is all from his perspective and My's Exhaustive is from My's perspective, obviously. That's all. Oh, right. Those. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, but it, it's got the symbol and, and Orin knows this symbol of um, the white star. I yeah. do know that. Yeah. Right. Um, and he just kind of waves over the book and it just flaps through the page back and forth, just crazy like. And then he just pulls upon the magic from that and his mastery in magic and casts ninth level mass heal. Which is nice. two of my long rest stuff is now on. <laughs> Yeah, you guys haven't even gotten into hell yet. I'm hoping at some point we'll get the rest of the ones. It'd be a shame if you got to hell and it was rough. (laughs) 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 Anyways, we have 700 hit points. It should be enough to heal everyone. I hope. (laughs) Are you healing him too? Crescent? Yeah. Because he could take quite a bunch of those. Unless it hurts him, but no. You know, that could heal him. Definitely, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm sure. All those points. I'm sure. But it makes him go to sleep. Night night. <laughs> I don't think so. It's so much positive energy that it turns him into a good guy. <gasps> yeah! Orange. <laughs> Unless you got mortgage. Uh, no, I bonus action to do my Master of Magic to change, uh, to use a third spell. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my book to cast it at my level. Okay. Don't forget your capes giving you bonus damage against spell spells. Um, does he Does he do it? As a reaction, I am adding 2d8 radiant damage to the weapons. Okay. 2d8 radiant? Mm-hmm. 
you have to spend stuff to do that? Huh? You like are you having to mark uses of that off? Okay. It's every time I get one reaction per turn, so <laughs> you can't say one nice thing about me, Ellen. It's not how friends act. What do you say to that? Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah, that's very inspiring. <laughs> it's an attempt, I'll take Challenge of his good person too. Very good. Um, Orin, you will. Okay, you should you should definitely get us the first thing to build on us. Aren't you done yet? <laughs> Aren't you done yet? <laughs> um, Put on a shirt. Light of the silver moon, come to my hand, and a uh, like, uh, kind of like on, um, on his character art, like kind of a, an ornate looking moon, like crescent moon shape, uh, will appear kind of on the ceiling over uh, uh, Grezit and um, drop a beam of moonlight on him. Okay. Um, and he, he casts a moon at fifth level. Just give me the beam. to be at a third of what he looked like when he came in. <laughs> scale of... A lot? Pow! Kind of kapow! <laughs> Bam! <laughs> 
um, that she would just re-roll a, a chance to hit you to hit a friend instead. Is that how it would work? Uh, um, so she still has to beat your AC, but otherwise she can hit you, which she got a three. So. Well, technically. You have. That's <laughs> not me. You really need to stay I'm in the red light yes. until you're ready to leave the red light. <laughs> um, okay. So that brings us to his turn. Which means he gets to make another save. Oh, 
neighborhood DM. So what I wanted to let you know is that sometimes I will let a player act out of order of their turn, so long as it's not disruptive to another player's turn, and there's a really good reason for it. In this case, Orin was doing something really cool and very in character for him, which is doing a vicious mockery on a big bad so that he can kind of have the upper hand. 
Sometimes I'm going to allow stuff like that, so if you ever notice that I'm letting someone act out of turn, that's likely the reason why, and it's not anything malicious towards another player. That's all. Hi guys, Friendly Neighborhood DM here. Just so you know, combat's just ended, so we'll be taking a super quick break, but we'll be back in just a minute. Thanks for listening. Madness of Robert. That was just 
the after effect? Yes. One hundred. Interesting. Hours and less cured. With what? Oh, I need you to roll a D100. Don't do it. Don't do it. Sucks to suck. You guys beat the monster, now you deal with the monster's
like something about her favorite, and it was Yuel, and not, um, and yeah. Salem was kind of hurt by it, right? Yeah. And so Clara had kind of at that moment been like, okay, I am going to turn Salem eventually. And so now. <laughs> I'm Wait. loving where this is going. <laughs> You could have just said you didn't like Atlas that much. <laughs> that is not it. Oh my god, but turn me. I love the first eye. <laughs> you don't really have to turn someone who's already on that team, but. But turn her to a side of love. Wow. Yeah, we heard you. <laughs> yeah, we heard.
and you still have to get her and get her all the way back here, so frankly, not really concerned. I suppose she'll want to, you know, step back a little bit. And Salem, like, kind of pushes this poor lady back. She shifts to be about 20 feet tall. Good bar for Red Wing and Rama. Um, and she begins casting very intricately, doing very specific motions. Um, people with keen mind might take notice of what those motions look like. You want to make a note that she's seen a ritual casting towards eights or nine hills. been opened in the room. Um, kind of that black smoke shifting in and out. Um, but when it opens, you see the hell that you have always been described. You know, fiery sand, scorching deserts, flames everywhere, um, screaming of innocence, all the fun stuff. Um, Orin, as you look through, seeing the flames rise ever higher into the sky and sounds of danger around every turn, a single red carnation She's not exactly like step by stepping in. Well, that's plenty to start. Yeah. And what is it, Arcana? Yeah. Uh, so 37. Okay. So. Ah, shit. you got an authority. I'll say that you can memorize about half of it without a keen mind feat. Okay. Um, but that just, she's moving a lot faster than it would take to like really focus in on what she's doing. Um, and she's not. With her sigil on it, and she's like, "If you need, call." 
Um, and it is a greater sending scroll for one passing of the year. Thank you very much. And he'll put it in his bag and then it'll run the floor like it is. Don't die! Make sure you want it Already here. And don't worry, I won't tell your parents. And Raina snaps and the portal just closes and you get off the earth. Well, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like so is a plan, right? Yeah, that's the plan. Time. Fair enough. And she'll start like pretending to skip, but it's clearly flying. <laughs> As you guys start walking down the path, um, in the distance you can see creatures approaching. Um, it's kind of hard to tell from this distance what they are. They have a slightly green hue, um, which would likely put Orin on alert. Um, but they are far enough in the distance that you can't quite tell what they are or how many there are. Um, and that is where we will end this session. I do have an end credit scene for you. Oh, sorry, I thought there was another fight. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I will say you guys have followed this reincarnation path for about two or three hours before these creatures approach. Sorry, I skipped a sentence and I feel like it's important. <laughs> Black flames engulf the cell Krakiri paces about. Stress and anger coursing through her veins, she smashes into the cell's entrance, trying to burst through the doors. She growls in frustration as a woman of green and black flames seems to appear before her. As the flames settle, a woman who looks eerily like Kira smiles at her. Oh, Krigiri, there's no need for that. Besides, Kira must wear now. She blows what seems to be ashes in Kree's face, and as she stumbles back trying to wipe it from her eyes, she looks up again and the woman is gone. She grabs a very small sending stone from her bag and whispers into the stone, Oren, wait for me. Hey there, guys. I just want to thank you so much for listening to this, the first episode of Lover's Legacy. It has been such an awesome thing to work on, and I'm so excited for you guys to join us for episode two. As a special reward for you guys hanging around for the whole first episode, check out the following extras and outtakes. Thanks, and see you guys next time. Vixen, who is one of my closest. Ah. So, no, no. <laughs> what is this hell? <laughs> yes, yes. Men, steam should work really good. <laughs> 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 Get it? Get it? Get it? Get it? Get it?